Hey there, and welcome back to the Home for All podcast. I'm your host and ACARS Communications Director, Kelly Moss, and I'm glad that you're back for yet another amazing episode. So this is a great day. It's a great day to be here because I get to interview the one and only Ms. Lydia Pope. Ms. Pope is currently serving as the 32nd president of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers Incorporated, also known as NARAB, and is the third woman in NARAB's 75-year history to serve in that position. She has been in the real estate industry since 1995 and is currently president owner of two real estate companies in Cleveland, Ohio, E&D Realty and New Era Real Estate Group. She is a property manager and a female general contractor. I've been looking forward to this interview as I've been a big fan of Lydia's ever since I first heard her speak. So like we always say, grab your coffee and your earbuds and make this spot your home for the next 30 or so minutes. We're happy that you're here. ACAR Home for All podcast is a bi-weekly production where we will host interviews, facilitate conversations, and talk about what's happening in the world of real estate. We'll introduce you to the important people in your community and help you learn how to grow your real estate-related business. This is an adult show and some adult language might occasionally creep into the conversation. So let's move forward and find out what makes Northeast Ohio the best home for all. So hello, Lydia. Welcome to the podcast. I am so honored that you are here. I uh, mentioned in the opener earlier uh, that this interview has been something I've wanted to do for a while now, and I'm excited that it's finally come to fruition. So let's start by having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey through the real estate industry. How did it all start? (laughs) Wow. Well, Kelly, you know, it goes back to I was 18 years old. I was working at State Farm Insurance. And it's ironic that it was, I was working at State Farm Insurance. I was also going to school full-time at Cleveland State. Okay. uh, Working in the building on 30th and Euclid that I now manage and brokerage. So ironically, I've been back in the same place I was since I've been 18. And so there was a gentleman by the name of Mr. Edward T. Higgins. He is an attorney. Okay. And to this day, he's still an attorney. And matter of fact, he lives with me and we care for him. He's 94 years old. And oh, it's a blessing. I love that. So I he's love just like so a father much. to me and really oh. raised me in his real estate industry. And so, you know, when I when I, I realized that I didn't even think about real estate, I was actually in college for communication. I want to be a broadcaster. How about that? Wow, right? that's awesome. <laughs> totally different field. And so I went to visit him. <clears throat> I went to visit him. And what I found ironic is that he gave me a job. He said, you know, why don't you work for me? So I started working for him at the age of 18. He helped put me through John Carroll University and Tri-C, where I took my real estate classes back then. Oh. They would have those classes and um, when I got my real estate license. So that's kind of how my journey started. And throughout these years, you know, I've really enjoyed this real estate, not really knowing what to do. My first experience on um, real estate was that I had a listing appointment in Maple Heights. Okay. Didn't know anything. So I had, it was two brokers, Edward T. Higgins and Steve Davis. They both were mentoring me. Okay. And both of them canceled the appointment the first day of my listing. So they both called me and said, Lydia, you're going to do well. 
this is what you do. Let me give you some pointers. I was scared to death, but I, but, but, but thankfully I got the listing. We sold the property and that buyer bought a house. So that seller bought a house and became a buyer. So it really, really helped me. That was oh my, my first journey is putting me, putting me in the streets to learn how to do this piece. They threw um, you in the deep end. Oh, they threw me in there. <laughs> but that really taught me about real estate. At the time, I was a single mom raising two of my children um, in Catholic school. They both were going to Chanel okay. um, High School. So to me, real estate was important for me and my family so I can be there for my family and make sure I don't miss any of my children's games, meetings, or any of that. And, and I've, I've since then have done that. And so my journey has really been great. Um, after after the mortgage crisis, most of the businesses closed up. Well, E&D Realty was closing up as well. And prior to that, I had taken my broker classes and put it in escrow for a rainy day. Well, sure. I ended up having to bring it back out. So instead of opening up a new company, I took over um, E&D Realty as the brokerage. And um, so you know, I went from working there to owning the company and then um, moved our office downtown Cleveland. And then we opened up a second company called New Era Real Estate, right. where my partner, Amber Lewis, um, is my partner. So we're both owners of the company. And we have um, Lionel Lewis, who's the broker of New Era. Right. So that's really my journey. And wow. I truly enjoy this whole journey in real estate over 27 years. I think it is 28 years. I've been doing what an this. incredible story. I mean, I, that, you know, see, so, story, I love stories like that because they have just so much heart and, and, you know, they, they taught you perhaps at the time, maybe the hard way, but yet made you, made you do it on your own. And, and, yeah. you know, sometimes that's even more gratifying, you it know, made me stronger, you know, it sure. made me more ambitious. It um it taught me a lot. Um, that wasn't the first time they've done that. After that, they've done it a couple more times. I didn't go into those stories, <laughs> but they always said, "Lydia, you can do it." So it was really an experience for me. And even this many years later, you know, to still love real estate, to still enjoy yeah. real estate, to still seeing that buyer get the keys and the seller finally, you know, make a change in their lifestyle, rather sure. is well, rather is moving out of state. Or rather, it's you know making a change as a, as a lesser property to get something smaller. Just right. their life change, and just to see a smile on their face at the end, um, either with a check or with the keys, <laughs> makes me feel good that I've done my job. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you can tell that you absolutely love every second of. I mean, it, that just comes through all over the place because you I can do, just and tell I go you to love all it. my closings. And if I ever have to miss a closing, I'm virtual. I do not miss any of my clients' closings. Even though love I'm that. the national president of NARAB, I still sell real estate because, again, I love the fact of homeownership and I do not miss my closings. Love that. Love that. Well, you are an amazing leader. And did you always know that you wanted to pursue that leadership path or, or was it something that was just kind of like, bam, here it is? You know, when I sat back and thought about leadership, you know, sometimes you don't know if you just started this leadership thing or was it something that you started off maybe earlier in your life, livelihood. And when I go back, I remember being a kid, um, my baby sister, we're about a year and a half apart and my next door neighbor, we would always play school and I would always be the teacher, the leader. <laughs> and every time we played house, I would always be the one that's running the household. Yeah, we play church. I will always be the priest. So, yep. you know, you're talking about the years that, you know, I, I didn't realize that those leadership skills would take me to where I was at, being the most quietest in my class in the yearbook, 
um, took me to a level where it just allowed me to be more of a listener and to really bring some of the skills to fruition. And being a real estate agent, being humble and being a servant, I always find that's the first thing will really teach you how to be a great leader. So I never thought I'd be president of this great association, but I'm very, very, very happy and honored to have served and continuing to serve. Well, see, you started that way back early. You were you were already honing those skills when you were when you were young, whether you knew it or not. Yeah. You were you are already honing those skills when when you were a small child. So that's and so the, I think sometimes leadership tends to you know find us if it finds the person you know in, in many ways um, before you even really know you want to to go yeah. down that path. It really does you know um, and I gotta say this one thing my you know when my father passed at ninety one I was only eighteen years old so I really didn't mm-hmm. have a direction. So I've taken care of my mom who passed a couple of years ago and just, you know, that leadership kind of comes out because out of out of a large family of eight, um, I was the one who just didn't who decided to stay home. While my, I told my sister, you go to college, I'll stay home and take care of my father. I took care of my dad till he passed. And then I took care of my mom until she passed. And so, you know, now I'm taking care of an attorney at Edward Hagen's. Um, well, he kind of takes care of me because he gives me work to do as an attorney because he's still practicing. But when in need, I'm there for him. So those are just things that when your spirit's in the right place and you do the right yep. thing, um, you know, you make, you know, the leadership skills come out of you because you're more of a they do. and a solution driven person. Yep. So, yeah, that's absolutely true. It finds you in other other areas of your life, too. You're you're caretaking for someone or or he's caretaking for you, um, <laughs> you know, and so it, it's finding you in, in multiple areas of your life. So what does it mean to you to know that that your leadership and experience have forged a path for others to follow? Because there are so many people that that look up to you and look to you um, and look at, you know, what you've done in your career and are are trying to kind of emulate what you do. So I believe in reach one, teach one. So in my office, in my business, we have a lot of young folks that are going into real estate. Matter of fact, my secretary, who I hired about almost two years now, mm-hmm. uh, I remember taking her from another um, brokerage office and uh, well, actually he was closing. So so it was good. And, <laughs> and something told me that she just has she was young. She's still young. She's in her her 30s. And I mean, the woman has skills that you just can't believe. But I say awesome. that because my goal is just to not have her just stay there as a secretary or office manager, but to actually groom her into real estate, get your license, become an entrepreneur. So I took her to a couple of my conventions with me so that she can begin to see what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So my goal is the mentoring. And I do that. And I bleed that into the association being previous um, president of our National Women's Council to now being NARAB. The goal is that when you reach one and you teach one and you have a mentoring spirit and the goal is about succession planning, that you can't go wrong because you're helping yeah. someone to be better than you. That next sure. person should be that next president should be better than what I'm doing, and it should go yeah. down the line that way. That's awesome. I I love that philosophy. The reach one, teach one. Well, this episode is actually going to drop um, during Black History Month. Which, with that in mind, how can we, as an association, as individuals? As as realtors, uh, um, how can we do more and be more diverse and more inclusive and more equitable across the board? 
So, you know, so when you talk about being diverse in the real estate industry, and I'm just using African-Americans, it's only about 5% of African-Americans that are in the real estate industry. You know, we got to go back for just a second. And it's going back to even when, remember I said, when I was in high school, someone took or college, someone took me and mentored me. So you're talking about going back into the colleges and for, especially for African-American being diverse, going to the HBCUs going to the colleges, talking about real estate, and actually just having a mentorship program that would allow them to be able to just come in and understand what real estate is about and how can you get there? How can you maybe even assist with scholarships to bring them in the door? So if we start that way, that increases that level of of awareness to our young folks looking for career paths. Now, for our seasoned ones who may be looking for a different career path, it's a good way to start looking at even big employers like your like your GEs and your large employers. Hey, talk sure. about real estate. Some of them are retiring and maybe looking for real estate as a field, something yeah. to do extra or you know for the side or something to do during their retirement. Sure. And then those that are looking for a career path that may be in other fields. So the goal is hitting some of the companies, um, hitting definitely the colleges because those are fresh out of college. And, uh, and 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 teaching them about the real estate field. To me, those are the best ways to begin to diversify the real estate industry to start bringing more folks in. I love that. You know, I think as a as just a whole, the the industry itself is not you know not exposed to younger people enough. I think a lot of that is because you know when I went to when I was in college, there were real estate classes. There were business classes that highlight. Real estate. I took my real estate classes at college. That's how I was able to. I didn't go to a Honduras Career Center. I went right to college and had my CE. So you can use them as part of your um, graduation credits. That's awesome. College, and so that's the part. And Tri C used to offer that as well as John Carroll. So these are things that maybe going back to the real estate courses in the university and the colleges will make awareness of some of these students who may be looking for that career path. Um, to be able to use that and can use that those those credits as electives to graduate at the same time. So you kind of kill two birds at once down. That's that's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's great. So keeping in in mind the history of of everything, if you could share a meal with any figure from Black history, living or dead, who would it be and why? Okay. You no, know, there's a there's a woman in our organization. Her name is Evelyn Rees. Okay. So Evelyn Rees is the first woman. We're a 75-year organization. She's the first woman to ever be a national president in our organization. She's now in her late 80s. Love it. She's the most beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. And I just look up to her um, as not just a mentor, but, you know, you sit back and you find this one person who just, if you can just duplicate yourself, that's who you want to be. And what I love uh, about her is that we call her Matt Reeves. She has the most best spirit in the world, you know, teaching me, grooming me, showing me the ladders of how to be a president. Even though I was the third woman, she took me like I would take someone else and say, listen, I want to show you how to exceed into a dominating male organization when it comes sure. to leadership. And so not just that, that, you know, she has such a wealth of knowledge um, as far as uh, a very wealthy woman 
extremely, mm-hmm. she's wealthy, but just the point that no matter how much money she has, her heart is so real. And she always has the heart of gold to teach someone. So mm-hmm. that would be my Black History Month mentor is to really follow the lead. And I will tell you, if you ever come to a NARAB conference okay, and you say Evelyn Reeves, she's the most highly respected woman in this organization. Every man will protect her. Every woman will protect her. No and doubt. So she has the highest level of any past president in this entire organization. So she has a high regard of respect, um, but just the whole level of servanthood and how she's just taught us how to do that. And she wraps her arms around. So that would be my Black History Month oh, mentor. I love that. I love that. What? A, oh, my gosh. I have like, it's so amazing to hear these stories. I just I just love it. So if there's a member out there listening to this podcast who is considering a career path similar to yours, um, what advice would you give them? So even if you're working a nine to five job, just as I was for many mm-hmm. years, Sure. You know, at the end of the day, there's always land. Land would not go away. So you have to make a decision in your life. Selling real estate is all about selling land, helping people. And once you get into the field of real estate, I call it the nucleus of, 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 of being a business person, that it can just excel into other avenues. Maybe after real estate, you may want to be an appraiser. What about a surveyor? What about a lender or a title company or inspector? I mean, there are so many fields, a commercial developer. So there's so many fields that the real estate is the nucleus. It can branch off into so many avenues. Plus, it's helping you understand and educate what you're already doing, rather you're renting or rather you're purchasing. So why not would be the question. Even if you do it part time in a window where you feel comfortable and then later on, as you begin to understand the business, then you go in full time. To me, it's always a great way to start. I I completely agree. You know, nothing. It feels like real estate just it touches literally everything around us. And, um, you know, I, I love that advice. That's it's in. You know, I, I hope that people listen to this podcast. And if they're even even remotely thinking about it, you know, call call the board office you know, get in contact with, with our, our uh, board of directors, people, any, any of our members would love to talk to you about, you know, what it's like to be, you know, a realtor in this day and age. So, um, so I have one final question for you. Since this is the home for all podcast, we do ask, what does home for all mean to you personally? When you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? What does it strike a chord? When I hear home for all, I think about the generational wealth of home ownership. I think about every person to have their hands into real estate to own something of value. I think about the hard work that a home buyer have to put in to be able to have that American dream, that dream that I don't have to rent anymore. I can own a piece of property that I can pass down from legacy to legacy, from person to person. And even if I decide not to do that, the equity in your home can pay for a college education for your child. The equity yep. in your home can pay for something that maybe you didn't have yesterday. So, you know, that piece of property that to me excels, I won't say better than the stock market, but it's definitely safe. <laughs> so let's <laughs> say that. But the home for all is that every American should own a piece of real estate, rather as rental property, 
owning a home, Airbnb in it out, whatever yeah. your decision is, just own a piece of land. That's what home for all means. I love that. that family. That's, that's an that's a great answer. And and honestly, a different take on on the answer that I, you know, that some have said. So it's really cool that that you that's your answer. So I want to thank our esteemed guest, Ms. Lydia Pope, for taking the time to be here with us on the podcast. It has been a fabulous experience for me, and I hope for all of you too. I want to thank you, our listeners, for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the ACAR Home for All podcast. Be sure to check back with us for our next episode. And I hope until we meet again that you are finding your very own meaning of home for all.